Every time I climb up in this pulpit, I still marvel a little bit. It feels really high, suspended up here, a little closer to heaven. It has great acoustics, even without the sound system, and good sight lines. I can see and be seen. This airy pulpit offers a fine example of how church architecture not so subtly reinforces a model of God's authority. If the congregation is looking up, that must mean they are looking toward a God who sits above us, like a ruler or a judge on a platform. As a preacher and as a listener, I am intrigued by the question of how or whether the location of the preacher changes what we hear. This question of location comes to play in our gospel today. Both Matthew and Luke have sermons in which Jesus proclaims a series of beatitudes or blessings. In Matthew, they are part of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5 begins, When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Did you notice where Jesus was when he began teaching? He went up the mountain, away from the crowds. In contrast, the gospel passage we read today from Luke is part of the Sermon on the Plain. And it begins, Jesus came down with the twelve apostles and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people. Jesus comes down from the mountain, bringing his newly named apostles and enters into the crowd. That is a whole different relationship with the people who have come to hear and see him. This crowd has come from near and far. Judea and Jerusalem were quite near. Tyre and Sidon were Gentile cities on the coast, some distance away. And Luke tells us they had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him. For power came out of him and healed all of them. Jesus comes down into the crowd to be face to face with them, to see them and know them, to heal and cast out unclean spirits, to touch and be touched. People are all around Jesus, jostling to be near him, crying out for his attention. Jesus seems quite calm. He seems to know that this being with is vital in his ministry. On their level, he connects with the people, joins the crowd. He builds trust, creates relationship. We might imagine that his very presence is both magnetic and calming, like a wave of healing and peace going out from him rippling across the crowd. 
when everyone is healed. Then Jesus looks at his disciples. Disciples this time, not just his chosen apostles, but everyone who is there to learn from him. When their needs are answered, then he begins to teach. And I wonder if the crowd of disciples hears his words differently because he is on their level, in the midst of them. If after healing and calming them, the authority that they associate with him is born of trust and relationship more than authority on high. In his teaching about blessings and woes, Jesus reminds us that every one of us needs healing and wholeness somewhere in our lives. The Beatitudes or the Blesseds reveal Jesus' vision of the kingdom of God, a place where those who are poor are dignified, the hungry are satisfied, the sorrowful are at peace. Those who are marginalized find respect. A life of blessing does not mean a life without struggle. It does mean a life where we can be at peace, satisfied with what we have. Jesus offers this vision to invite us into a life of faithfully offering our whole selves to co-create a world of blessing for all people. The woes. The woes offer a word of lament. Jesus reminds those of us who find ourselves rich in wealth and overflowing tables, in good times and social relationships, that we may be blinded by our good fortune. Jesus calls us to examine and change our behavior when we get too comfortable with what we have. Gratitude for moments of peace, Dignity and respect remind us to acknowledge that God is at work in our lives and to ask for healing and wholeness when we forget about humility and compassion. Jesus looks us in the eye and reminds us that every one of us, no matter where we come from, no matter what our faith journey, every one of us have wounds that need and deserve God's love and healing in our lives. The good news is that Jesus brings that healing as he comes down to our level, into the chaos of our crowded lives, with patience and peace to meet every one of us. Most of us live life among both the blesseds and the woes. Jesus brings healing to us wherever we are, so that we will be whole and healthy, so that we will be strong in faith and community to do the work of building the kingdom of God here and now. This week, I invite you to give God two minutes each day. Grab a small piece of paper. I like a post-it because I don't feel like I have to fill it all up. Jot down two or three gratitudes you're feeling at that moment. And then add two or three ways 
You want to work on being more humble or compassionate that day. Offer those things to God in a brief prayer that asks for God's help and healing. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.